I attended an AA meeting one time, um, not for me, but because I felt there was someone else that needed to go, and I kind of drugged them there. And it was kind of interesting. I'm not going to give the story behind why um, I felt that person needed to go, because that's their story. But it was so fascinating to me. I had no idea what to expect. I had seen on television uh, when, you know, sometimes they'll have an AA meeting and, you know, people stand up, I'm Scott, I'm an alcoholic, and everybody, hi Scott, you know, and everything. But um, it's always felt kind of fakey to me, like rote, the way people repeat back certain things. Almost like when you go to church and and there's a, a... methodology or there's a a, a script and so sometimes you wonder if people are just saying it for the sake of saying it but I found myself to be completely shocked at that meeting people got up and they talked it basically bared their souls and there was no ego about it in fact in most cases people seemed um self-deprecating they talked about their failures they talked about mistakes they had made but they also talked about how they're working on it and so it also didn't have this concept of I went through this tough time and look at me now I'm a hero it was because that's what we usually hear when we hear people talk about the hard times like if you watch a, a, a sporting event especially during the Olympics, you'll see somebody that, and they're amazing stories. I always love the backstories. You know, you have someone and they talk about how they grew up, let's say in warm weather and they never had the opportunity to learn to skate. And so they found a place that they could learn. And, you know, and then there's always some tragedy associated with it. Their father died and he was their inspiration. But now look at them. They're up here, you know, able able to compete and they wish their father was there to see them but they know he's watching from the sky or whatever and they're very inspirational stories i love those stories so i'm not putting those down but those stories are so um amazing that sometimes they're almost hard to relate to because you know i don't have a story of uh, like that um my life's been pretty pretty good. And I, I mean, I've had issues, difficulties, troubles like anybody else. And, and I've had to overcome things, but nothing on, along the level of some of these stories that you hear from, from these, these specials they do. Back to AA, though. Those are people that, number one, kind of got themselves in their own circumstances. And they recognize that. And they talk about it. But they're still on the journey to healing. They're still in a process of finding their way. And they are surrounded by people that are all flawed and openly accepting of the fact they're flawed. Nobody's putting on airs. And it just struck me the authenticity of that meeting where people can just come in and say, you know, these are, this is where I hit rock bottom. This is what happened to me. And I realized I needed to do something about it. And other people say, 
me too. This is where I was. And, and what's really interesting is as people talk, nobody else tries to one-up them. So you have one person, one guy particularly was talking about how he had, it was so drunk and he had his daughter in the car and they were in an accident and, and fortunately she was okay, but it could have killed her. And he was just so devastated telling the story. And, you know, sometimes when you hear people tell these types of stories, you hear other people trying to one-up them where they say, oh yeah, you know, I was in a wreck one time and this happened and oh, this happened with my daughter and, you know, and that wasn't the, that wasn't what happened. What happened was people were empathetic and listening to his story and they were expressing a non-judgmental way of, of hearing it, recognizing it, not excusing him, but also not condemning or judging him, but supporting him on his way to a better life. And there was a mix of men and women. Women had equally, you know, uh, um, open stories that they shared. But while I was in there, I thought, you know, this is the closest to church I think I've ever been. And there was no... I mean, they do recognize a higher power. It's non-denominational. They don't say who or what that is. They let you, you know, your higher power as you see them. But I don't think I've ever been in a church where somebody could get up and tell some of these stories and there not be some version of head shaking or eye rolling or judgment or even like prayer in the form of judgment. I don't know if any of you grew up in church. Uh, I did. Sometimes you have gossip in the form of prayer. Please pray for so-and-so. I heard her husband's been out sneaking around, you know, or whatever. And um, it just, this experience I had was so powerful. I didn't have a story to share. I didn't have one to tell. I just listened and I watched. And I just was, like I said, amazed because we live in an ego-driven world. We live in a world of accomplishment and where people, you know, put on a mask. I mean, when you go to church, you put on your best front. You go, you talk about how God's blessed you. You talk about how much you love Jesus. You do whatever. You do your prayers. You know, if you're having a tough time, you may say that. You know, I've been sick or I'm worried about so-and-so or COVID's doing whatever. Let's all pray and people pray. It's almost glossed over what the human pain and the, and, and the challenges of life are. Because if you show that in some settings, that's considered a lack of faith. It means you're not strong enough as a Christian. You're not demonstrating your ability to trust God. But at this AA meeting, these are people that said, you know, I'm doing my best to be in a better place. And I know that my life got out of control. And this was the consequence of it. And this is something I have to work on daily. I'm never, quote, fixed. I'm always evolving. I'm always in a, and I slip. Things go bad. I wanted to go back and drink. I wanted to give up. But I didn't. 
I continued on. I persevered. It was the most egoless place I think I've ever been. And it was just, like I said, so authentic to hear people just be who they are. And that was okay. Because nobody in the room were, was putting on airs. Nobody in the room thought they were better than others. Or if they did, they kept it to themselves. Nobody in the room said, oh, you just need to trust God. Like, I, you know, oh, I went through that before and I overcame it. I don't know why you can't. You know, there wasn't any of that, like I said, one-upmanship involved. And it, it was just powerful. I believe they've captured, at least in the group I attended, what churches should be trying to do. But, you know, we don't trust each other enough. Because if I went to church and said, I've done these bad things, everybody now knows it's out there. And I know they've done those bad things too, but they don't talk about it. And so then I'm exposed, which means I don't trust them. And these were people, complete strangers. I mean, I was a complete stranger in the room and they trusted these dark times to me. I think we need to find a way to be authentic and genuine and trust people and be able to talk about these things. If I went on Twitter, for example, and bared my soul, I don't have that many followers. I do have a page for this podcast and it's growing a little bit, but if I went on there and I bared my soul of all the bad things that I did at the lowest point in my life, I would be subjected to ridicule. Um, I might get some retweets because it's a juicy story, but I don't trust that people would just openly accept me for who I am. That doesn't mean I don't have friends that know these things, people that I trust in my life, but to completely remove that mask and bear your soul to the world is so amazing. Um, but it makes you so vulnerable. And I think we're afraid of being vulnerable because people have hurt us. People have made us feel that we can't be. It's just a, it's, it's sad, but it's true. So if you can find people in your life that you can be vulnerable to and that they can be vulnerable with you and they know that you will hold that close and non-judgmentally love them and trust them and let them have your love and your trust, I think it'll change your life. So think about even your, your closest friends. Do they know everything? And I'm not suggesting everybody needs to know everything. I mean, I have some thoughts that probably just need to stay in my brain. But can I really turn to people? And can they turn to me? And tell me their deepest, darkest, lowest point. Because that's where real authenticity is. That's where being real, really human is and connecting with each other.
And I think from that then we recognize none of us are perfect. None of us reflect what our Facebook page looks like. None of us reflect what we, the mask we wear when we go to church. None of us, we, we all show the world what we want the world to see. And we give to the world what we want to give. But I think finding a way to show ourselves to the world genuinely and authentically and knowing that we have surrounded ourselves with people that accept that and show themselves to you as well, that's when you know you're around the right people, the right circle of friends, the right acquaintances, the people that you want to have in your life. So find your own AA, whether it's close friends, it could be a church, it could be an AA group if you have that need. But find that and I guarantee you it will change your life to be able to very openly be yourself. It's like a weight lifted off of you. It's, it's relieving. And again, knowing that other people have the same struggles or different struggles, but of the same nature, just gives you that human connection that's so important. So this is a shout out to AA for the wonderful work they're doing because they do change lives and it's pretty amazing. Those are my observations. Thank you for listening.